Welcome to Word on the Street, a weekly podcast from Barclays UK, where our experts help ordinary investors make sense of the latest news and events impacting the world's financial markets. This week, we discuss the UK autumn budget, how it impacts investors, and what they should do to prepare for the year ahead. With Nikki Eggers, Head of Investments, Emma Hosking-Williams, Associate Partner in Ernst & Young's Private Capital Tax Team, and Lee Platt, Wealth Planning Specialist. The information in today's podcast is intended to provide only a general outline of the subjects covered in the autumn budget. It should not be regarded as financial advice. Accordingly, Ernst & Young accepts no responsibility for loss arising from any action taken or not taken by anyone using information from this podcast. If you require any further information or explanations or specific advice, please contact us and we will be happy to discuss matters further. Hello, welcome to this week's edition of Word on the Street. And after last week's very exciting episode with Matt Hammerstein and, and Phil and Will, we've had all sorts happening in the world of UK politics. We've had this week's autumn budget and so we thought we would make today's episode all about that because obviously there's an awful lot to talk about. I'm delighted that I've got our experts to help unpack some of the details and explain what this all means. So with me today, I have Lee Platt, who's one of our senior wealth planners, and Emma Hosking-Williams, who's an associate partner in EY's private capital tax team. And Emma is a good friend of the podcast and, and we lean on her quite frequently when there is stuff to unpack in the world of tax. So Emma, hi, how are you doing? Hi, Nikki. Thank you very much. I'm very well, thank you. Good. Well, thanks for joining us. And Lee, great to have you back. Thank you. Good to be here. Brilliant. So Emma, let's maybe start off, if I can, with you with just can you give the listeners a bit of an overview of what the Chancellor laid out in, in the budget this week? And uh, obviously, there were quite a few flyers beforehand, but we got the detail in his speech. So what did we learn from that? Thanks, Nikki. Well, the Chancellor's autumn budget, the second budget of 2021, contained promises of building a stronger economy for the British people. So a new economy post-COVID with a new age of optimism. The Chancellor announced new fiscal rules, including that everyday spending should be funded only by tax revenues, not debt. And he highlighted the new freedoms that Brexit gives the UK in terms of tax policy. A number of spending promises had already been trailed in advance of the budget. So most notably, the rise in the national living wage and national minimum wage. So the Chancellor's budget focused on changes to R&D tax relief due to come in from April 2023 the extension of the £1 million annual investment allowance to March 2023, a reduced rate of bank surcharge at 3% from April 2023, a temporary increase in some creative tax reliefs, and also proposals on business rates and associated reliefs. In terms of duties, a new domestic band for air passenger duties to be introduced, covering flights within the UK in order to support UK connectivity, and the Chancellor also announced the cancellation of the proposed fuel duty increase and a major simplification of the alcohol duty system. Great. And Lee, what did you see with respect to how the budget may have impacted investors? Yeah, Nicky, just to follow on from, uh, from Emma's points, no changes to personal taxation in the budget is good news 
for investors. There's been much speculation uh, around any potential changes that uh, that people might have been expecting from this budget, but you know it was it was a fairly quiet one. As a personal allowance, the higher rate threshold, pensions, lifetime allowance inheritance tax, nil rate band and capital gains tax allowances are all frozen until April 2026. And that was that was announced at the uh, at the previous budget. Now, because those uh, allowances have been fixed, that will ultimately see additional revenue raised as individuals earnings and investments and asset base increase over time. So, I mean, I would certainly encourage individuals to seek advice to best understand their position and to help make their affairs as tax efficient as possible. And given that the playing field remains unchanged, now is a good time for investors to review the positions and take action. With, with the next spring budget um, looking to be March 2022, you know there is time for investors to consider their objectives, seek advice to best understand the position and put plans in place. Okay. And one of the elements that we always are, are sort of concerned with is the outlook for inflation. You know, Will's talked about it quite a bit on previous podcasts. Tax changes are clearly a real concern for many households. And what, what do we see in the budget around the approach to tax, Emma? Were there any, was there new news? Was there any surprise on that front? Well, despite continued speculation in the run-up to the budget, there were no changes to the rates of capital gains tax announced, nor inheritance tax, or the rates and allowances for pension tax relief. However, the upcoming finance bill will increase the earliest age at which most pension savers can access their pensions without incurring an unauthorised payments tax charge from age 55 to 57. And that increase will have effect from the 6th of April 2028. The upcoming finance bill also increased the deadline for UK residents to report and pay capital gains tax after selling UK residential property from 30 days after the completion date to 60 days. And this deadline will also increase from 30 to 60 days for non-UK residents disposing of property in the UK. The new 1.25% health and social care levy has already been separately enacted with the 1.25% increase in dividend tax rates to be included in the finance bill, which will be published on the 4th of November. The government estimates that the increased rates, which will apply from 6th of April 2022, will raise around £13 billion per year for spending on health and social care across the UK. And as Lee mentioned, there were no changes to the announcements made in March this year regarding the freezing of allowances and thresholds, and all those allowances will remain frozen until April 2026. Okay, thank you, Emma. And so, so Lee, just thinking about the concerns that investors may have, obviously, we didn't see any great movements in thresholds or, or allowances. But from your perspective, are there things that we saw from the budget that could cause concern? Yeah, I mean, you know, Nikki, the, the Office of Budget Responsibility, the OBR, um, has forecast inflation to hit 4% next year. And, and that is double the 2% annual target set for the Bank of England by the Treasury. Now, investors sitting in cash will continue to feel the effects of this and ultimately see the value of their money reducing in real terms. And with the backdrop of long period of falling interest rates, you know, currently sitting at record low levels, 
then investors should start to look at a journey out of cash to aim for a real return on money and help to preserve the wealth from the impact of inflation over time. And also, as Emma mentioned, the the 1.25% levy uh, through national insurance and the the 1.25% increase in dividend tax from April 22 um, is estimated to, to raise an additional 13 billion a year. And investors are likely to be hit by that increase in dividend tax through their portfolios, which will ultimately reduce overall net returns. So again, seeking advice to ensure that your investments are maximizing any tax efficiencies is really important. Okay, that sounds like like a, a sensible guidance to give. But Emma, just with respect to you know that that likely acceleration in inflation and and therefore the sort of concomitant increase in in interest rates that we're likely to see, what do you see as being the areas that our listeners ought to watch out for going forward? Well, there continues to be speculation regarding inheritance tax and capital gains tax changes following the recent Office of Tax simplification reviews, as well as concerns as to pension tax relief changes. Now, the Treasury is still to respond to the OTS consultations into capital gains tax and inheritance tax. However, there has been speculation that we could see changes in terms of exemptions or how those taxes operate. There's also been speculation as to whether we could see a reduction in the lifetime allowance or perhaps even a change in the rules around salary sacrifice for pension contributions. The Chancellor did highlight in the autumn statement that he still aims to reduce taxes before the end of the current Parliament. So whether we will see any further tax changes in the near future remains to be seen. Yeah, and and also, um, even though it was a quiet budget on the personal taxation front, there could still be future strategic changes, whether that's in the spring budget or, or future budgets. And as Emma says, there is still much speculation out there around those potential future changes to, to pensions and inheritance tax, capital gains, etc. And the Chancellor, as again Emma mentioned earlier, he did highlight everyday spending should be funded only by tax revenues, um, but also he looks to reduce taxation by the end of the current Parliament. So, you know, I suppose the, the devil really will be in the detail. I suppose some final points from me as well would be take action to maximise the benefit of all available tax reliefs whilst the current landscape remains unchanged. Pensions remain an excellent way of securing tax relief whilst growing a tax-efficient investment pot for the future. And things like enterprise investment schemes, EIS, uh, and venture capital trusts, VCT, can also provide tax relief whilst diversifying into more speculative areas of investments. As always, I'm banging on about seeking advice to best understand your options and how these HMRC-approved vehicles can help reduce your overall tax burden. In addition, there have been no changes to the, the fixed personal taxes. There are several valuable allowances that investors should also seek to maximise each year. These are things like the ISA allowances, personal allowances, dividend allowances, capital gains tax allowances, etc. Uh, and these work on the basis that if you don't use them, you lose them. So it's really important that you maximise the use of these to increase your net investment returns. Seek advice to best understand your position and appropriate structuring of your investments. And if you're a Barclays Wealth client, 
do speak with your wealth manager who can help with making your affairs as tax efficient as possible. Sounds like sage, sage advice. Thank you, Lee. And thank you, Emma, for just confirming what all of those announcements actually meant. Sounds like we'll, we'll definitely be getting you back before the spring. But in the meantime, thanks very much for joining me, Emma and Lee. And thank you to our listeners and subscribers. And we'll be back again in a week's time. This podcast is not a personal investment recommendation. All tax rules can change in future and their effects depend on your individual circumstances, which can also change. We don't offer personal tax advice. You should obtain this independently if you are unsure. Investments can fall as well as rise in value and their past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance.